This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every $25 you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Vegas for March Madness and a $1,000 in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15 k with one entry. So go head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, do not forget to go download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DGens, for the DFS and Outright Betting Show. For the Honda, your boy Boston Capper is back. He's finally done with his birthday barrage. I have four daughters. Their birthdays are all within 90 days of each other. It's a very, very broke time for your boy uh, with Christmas wrapped up in there, too. With the God of Golf himself, Steve Sherman. Steve, you ready, baby? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say happy birthday, Princess Capper. <laughs> yeah, she's she's my, she just turned 15, so she's getting her permit and uh, – yeah, she's uh she's my handful. She's the one who's most like me, so it's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she uh she's she's so very. Was she, was she telling you to bet like Kyle Moore, California to one <laughs> Saturday as well? No, 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 no. But she 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 feigns interest in my shit. That's fine. She's very okay. manip- she's very manipulative, uh, which is which is a Clifford trait. Um, so <laughs> so I I, I I never knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, yeah she uh, so she's fifteen now. So I got an eighteen and a fifteen year old. What was funny is we were sitting. Uh, everybody was sitting around. Uh, it was like it was like family and then like friends who we consider family, right? I would call auntie, uncle, and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so Tommy and Pete were there. Basically, that's it. Um, and uh, and Pete's wife was sitting down at the table with us. And all of a sudden, Ava's mood just changed. She was like, "What? What happened?" I was like, "Nah, that's a teenage girl. This is what I deal with on a daily basis. It's fun." Well, I can't wait for my little one to grow up and just be just oh, yeah. like that. I am treasuring all the years she looks at me with just the apple in her eye and oh, yeah. the king of her world. So that's right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so I, I talked a little bit about what happened in the golf tournament. Uh, I was pretty happy with the outcome. You got any thoughts about Riviera before we we move on, Ooh. right? Or Saudi, the death of the Saudi league? Yeah, what's up? That's so it. the death of the Saudi is kind of funny, right? It's like all yeah. of a sudden they all like their PR people were like, no, 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 like run away, run away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, Phil blew it up. Phil revealed the full gambit that he yeah. was using the Saudi government, just yeah. using them to create, get leverage so that he can make changes to the PGA Tour. Do you really? buy that? Do you buy no, that? I don't buy that. I don't it's all about that. the money. I don't, buy, I don't buy that shit at all. I was like, no. don't, don't. Oh, oh, that's like, so it, that's the best, like, New England sports radio callers. They'll be like, uh, Belichick's playing in chess while they're playing checkers. Like he was, he was doing this on purpose. Like it, it, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He, you know what I mean? He was not doing that on purpose. Get out of my face with that. I don't know if it's gonna mean anything for Phil's legacy, but it was definitely shisty and gross. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think once DJ pulled out, I think that was the end of it. Because see, then, I don't. Even, do you think DJ was actually in? Oh, I, t- I think he was totally in. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he was. DJ yeah, was he, I, he he was not making comments about it. He could have easily squashed this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I think once the Phil comments came out, he, I from what I've heard is these guys had an opt out date where they already got the money, 
And if they opt out, if they opt out by the date, they had to give it all back, but they were released of that little NDA contract. So I think that's what happened. And if you don't have DJ, like I I feel like DJ was the bridge between. No, Bryson was the bridge. No, 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 no. DJ. They all hate Bryson. They don't care what he does. DJ, I think, was okay. This is like big time. The guy going over to Saudi. Yeah. That might have been enough to get some other better guys to go over. Without him, no Nobody. one was going to follow. So you think Bryson. it's you think it's dead dead now? I don't think it's dead dead. I mean, listen, this idea is going to come back in some different form. I think in perpetuity until it happens. Like yeah. I, I think at its core, it's a good idea. I like a lot of elements of it. I, I like the the PGL one, the one that did not involve the Saudis. I, and that, that was I actually like that one, too. Yeah. And well, essentially with the Saudis, they just ripped it off and just took it from their own. And, you know, maybe we can get some sort of clean cut one that doesn't involve a government that kills journalists and oppresses people. And it can be, a, you know, a little more PR friendly. Let's put it that way. But no, I, I don't think this idea is dead. I think they're still going to try and put more assets into the Asian tour, maybe try and get some corn fairy guys where like, you know, that's an option. Say like, all right, listen, like build a brand. Yeah. So like get some younger guys say, listen, like you might, your career might not pan out the PJ tour, but here's $10 million. Come play with us. Yeah. That could also be a good thing to do, but I don't know. I I think they're just going to keep throwing money at this thing until it works. And I, 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 there will be people I think who are going to go. Like, I do think the older players are probably going to take the check and go. Uh, But as far as like, the younger guys, anybody we really care about, like, I don't care if I like Adam Scott. If he wants to go play this thing, fine, whatever. Or Justin Rose, whatever. The female viewership is going to go way down if Adam Scott leaves. It, it might. <laughs> but that's that's Tommy's wife's favorite golfer of all time. Oh, she, oh, well. she she shout out to Teresa. Loves her some Adam, Adam Scott. He's he's a, he's a handsome devil. Let's put it that way. So so anyway, so I, I had a good Riviera. Did you uh? Did you have a good tournament or you just want to move on? No, no, I didn't have a fucking good tournament, Steve. Right, no, well, I didn't. We move on because you got me all you got me all juiced up on Siwoo Kim after I wrote down Neiman and I didn't mush. I didn't say anything. Nothing negative. I nothing at all. That, by the way. Didn't do anything. Just sat there and took my fucking L and called it a day. You were a good little boy. Thank you for following yeah. all the instructions, all my crazy instructions. Oh, throughout the weekend. Oh, this is it. It's over. Oh, shut the fuck up, Steve. I just (laughs) – as someone who has been through Henley blowing the five-shot lead with nine holes to go, getting my heart ripped out twice at Pebble with Seamus blowing a five-shot lead after Friday, and then Spieth blowing a three-shot lead with four holes to go. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. Listen, I get it. Yeah. But at the same point, I was also – you got to think about your audience, right? I was salty for not being down on Neiman, so you constantly berating me with that was like just – Little little tweaks of the knife. It's like, all right, dude. All right, that's dude, true. Be fucking happy. All right, be happy. That, that was the most stress I've ever been of a guy who had a five shot lead on the back nine on Sunday, which he almost blew. Almost. By the way, I know, I know. he was so lucky, shaky. Lucky Morikawa missed that fucking birdie putt because yeah, that would that would have changed was, everything. Yeah, but I mean, listen, at on eighteen, he had a nails drive and he hit the green and it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, the pressure was definitely off, and once he had the two shot lead, and he, he yeah. knew it. So, yeah. so yeah, like anything else before we start getting into it. Nah, man. Like I was getting into the Florida swing. Like I'm excited for that. Uh, mm-hmm. then the nice, uh, the nice sweat that starts at 7 a.m. with my first cup of coffee. I love it. I hate having to go. fucking wait for golf. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be at TPC in a couple weeks. Fucking yeah, dude. I'm I'm stoked. I love the Florida swing, obviously, because I'm from down here. And uh, we're actually just planning a trip. Uh, we're gonna try to go play uh, 
Innisbrook, and that's why I texted you randomly what what the Q school name was in Orlando. Oh, I forgot to get back to you. Sorry, I, I was too <laughs> busy having a stroke about Joaquin Neiman blowing it on a <laughs> Sunday here. The, um, but yeah, so yeah, man, I'm stoked for the Florida swing. Um, I always dig it, and uh, we're back to East Coast golf where I get my sweats first thing in the morning on Thursday. You can't ask for anything more. Now, as East Coasters, we were able to get our Matthew Fitzpatrick shares out of our <laughs> DFS lineup. Yeah. Uh, I think the tea times this week are going to be like 6.50 a.m. Eastern time. Yep. You need to get up and make sure you do it. And if you're listening on the West Coast, you need to just stay up late because especially if you're on Louis Uswies in this week. That's it. Or Daniel Berger. Yep. You need to make sure that it's all <laughs> set and done. Because so. what Andy didn't wake up. Inside and the, at, despite my best efforts, it's like. <laughs> Ryan Kirshner's best efforts. Like I, I, t- I was on the uh, Andy Lacks podcast inside golf podcast, and I, I suggested maybe we should have a phone, like the Soviet the red U- phone. US, yeah, the red phone. <laughs> that if something happens, I just call him and it just wakes him up. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it just make sure this week because it's starting super early. Adjust your clocks and get going. So why don't we take a break and then we'll uh, start getting to it. All right. Well, listen, uh, like we said, we're presented by WinBet. And listen, they got a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserve seating area for four in the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Sports and Race Book uh, for the early round action of call, of March Madness Tournament. Um, Thursday, March 17th, that's St. Patty's Day for all you heathens. Uh, and Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they'll be awarded $1,000 in free bets on win bet. So any win bet patron that places a $25 wager on a college basketball game during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize and players can take advantage of their offer immediately. There is no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron wagers a thousand dollars on the college basketball period, they'll get 40 entries. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. That $1,000 just on all those first half unders, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. I mean, what, what, I mean, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Po- what could possibly go wrong? I might move out of this fucking godforsaken stake just for some of the promotional Stuff that comes out with bed. Like, what are we doing, Florida? It's so annoying. It makes no sense. What's the nearest state that allows mobile gambling? Because you could just do that. You just download, put money, go to that state, put money in there, and then just yeah. drive back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Louisiana, I guess. You know what? That's probably a good call. That's fucking far, bro. It's yeah, not, that, is, that is very far. <laughs> it's like a seven-hour drive. I don't know. Can you get into like international waters ten miles off the coast? <laughs> it's, it's valid there too. Well, are the, are the Sun Cruise casinos down here in Florida with a guy go. with a guy got clipped from the the Gambinos back up north. The yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, the Kevin Spacey movie? Mm, which movie is that? I don't know. It's about the Sun Cruise casino guy who got fucking murdered. It's uh, no, it's, no it's, got Ke- it's got Kevin Spacey. It's a really good fucking movie. Okay. Um, it's it's a little loose with the facts, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a good flick. All right, maybe I'll catch it sometime <laughs> when I'm not talking about golf or watching golf. So no. you gotta watch. Seems to be seems what I do all the time, by the way. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. all. This is the only thing you do. Yeah, pretty much. All right, you want to go over DFS ownership project? I mean, it's Monday, but it's probably oh, still important to kind of like set let's set the table before yep. we start getting to it. Yeah, absolutely. So over 10K, uh, it's Sanjay and Louie and Berger are getting all of it. Joaquin uh, and Brooks are being forgotten about, obviously, back to back. Very tough to do. And Brooks, for whatever reason, is not popular here. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, I, I think people are just out of him because, all right, this is not a big time event with Z motive. It's yeah. all that same garbage narrative. You know, the one thing about Neiman, I, I'm the type of guy that discounts him. Andy Lack, spoiler for the show, like probably a good point that we're actually on a run of if you go back to the winner of the previous week, it actually worked out well for you. And they were not well owned. Like Hoagie did well at TBC yep. Scottsdale. Shepard did well last week. Maybe Neiman can make it three for three. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that theory. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like I like I text you, his his short game was so fucking effortless, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So effortless. Like yeah, he's he's really improved that. So jealous of yeah. like I just I was watching that. Like I can't like I want to be able to do like a quarter of that. <laughs> like holy shit. Man. No, what I what I watched this weekend was just it all came together for fucking yeah, I was just waiting for this moment i knew he had it in him yeah and all came together just one beautiful symphony it was great so all right enough about that (laughs) all right so the chalk of the night gay ranges billy ho obviously florida guy uh been hanging around all these fucking tournaments uh why not i fucking i don't care i'm gonna eat the chocolate billy ho this week and you got killer keith obviously uh he's one here good on bermuda fucking 18 percent Keith Mitchell is a little scary, though. Um, in the 8K range, I, <laughs> the outlier here, fuck the chalk, the outlier here is Patrick Reed at 2% at 8,800. And who are the 2% of people playing Patrick Reed at 8,800? I could just spin a narrative. That no, we you cannot. No. I can. I no. might be able, let's see if I can win you over. I'll be, I'll be the Seriously. trial I'll be the trial lawyer here, okay? Okay. All right, good luck. Okay. Good luck, sir. Maybe maybe uh, the defense attorney. Those are the ones that are more, <laughs> more full of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then so you got Vegas and Wise, obviously. Vegas, uh, like he never misses. It seems like he never misses a cut here. Uh, he's long. Um, he's, a, he's a guy who can win in a, an event field like this, and uh, he likes this course. So uh, I love Vegas this week. I know. Shocking. And then Aaron Wise, everybody's darling. Getting back on him. He showed up last week, finally. Um, so, yeah. Did he? And he, showed did up, he? he showed up for his price point. Yes, he did. He made a cut. Yeah. And he looked okay on the weekend. I don't, I don't know what to make of him now. I don't either. I like, I, I have no idea either. So that's one of the guys actually. Yeah, people are just banking because he should have won last year. I think he was up six with. Well, he's up six, I think, by mid uh, second round, and or no, it was actually on Saturday. He's up six, and then was he up six on Saturday? Yeah, I think he four putted all. (laughs) He he did Aaron Wise things. Gross. Yeah, and then uh, unfortunately, based on what he did last week, that might be back. Yeah. Bad on the green, Aaron Wise. So bad. He's, bad. Yeah, he's, and then Russell Knox, ton of fucking steam there, right? Oh, of course. I mean, he came in second here in that five-way playoff back in 2014, and he's been playing yeah. good. So it's it's the ball-striking numbers oh, yeah. that just – it pops on the page. And he plays in the wind. He plays well in the wind if it gets windy, like yeah. Scottish player. So yeah. it makes sense. His, his history has been pretty good here. Yeah, it's been fine. Whatever. Um, McCarthy. Uh, over 10 in the – oh, sorry, in the 7K range. Uh, Danny McCarthy, uh, over 10, your boy Kirk, Rye, Lucas Glover. I know he's got a good course history here, but it's still kind of silly to see. He's been playing him. okay lately. He's been hitting the ball pretty well. He's been fine. Uh, Higo, under 10%. I don't mind that, under 10. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brendan Steele, only course history. That's the only reason people can possibly be playing him right now. He hasn't made he's a cut. His short-term stuff sucks. Oh my god, dude! It's bad. He hasn't made a cut. No, he hasn't. No, then, I, I think I think of everybody in the seven K range. It's the worst short-term strokes gained I have on anyone. Ooh, is it that bad? It's it's pretty atrocious. <laughs> in, the, in the 7K, there oh, there's worse people in the six K range. But <laughs> oh, hello, yeah. Grace. Free. 
Uh, <laughs> fuck that dude. That dude's, that dude's an asshole. He is. <laughs> Don't play Grayson Murray this week, guys. <laughs> yeah. Never play Grayson Murray. No. Um, just out of principle because he's a dick. Um, <laughs> oh, so we got Svensson. At se- oh, that's 7K. I don't know. That's not bad. It's still sub 10. Svensson. He's making cuts. Yeah. He's fine with it he's fine he's fine and then so in the 6k range which is holy fuck this is bad this week um you got uh hubbin uh at 6-3 neesmith hickok smotherman oh shit i had to read it down um oh dougie gibbs only at only at three that's not too bad ryan armor was awful last week i know i'm aware the um you got higgs watney why do people keep going back to watney I don't know. I think I think he pops in some like models. course hit course history models, but man, he's just been bad. Luke Luke Donald. I mean, yeah, Luke. that's that's course history thing. Brandon Hagee, that's another course history thing too. Yeah, I think he finished second here last year. Yeah, and then you got uh, the Duff Daddy at, uh, yeah. at five, and then it's like nobody's playing anybody down below that. No, I don't think you should play anybody under sixty three hundred this week. Sixty three hundred. I, 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 I can't believe you go that low. Not even your boy Wesley Bryant. I don't even think you should go back to him. I don't think so either. Uh, well, you're going to see people go back to Satoshi Godaira too. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. I don't know. All right. He's a he's a fun play. Like whatever. Like and he's cheap, so yeah. you never know. I, I, to make the I, I, I let I let others have fun playing him. <laughs> so right. all right. So let's go to the ten thousand dollar range. Boston Capper. Why don't you go first? Why don't you pick one guy you like and one guy you're uh, you're fading this week? All right. So I'm gonna go with Usti, man. He's down here in Florida, right? I think it's his, it's close to his house. I don't know, man. Does he live in West Palm or does he live in Ocala? Like I know, like I don't understand. Like I thought he lived in Ocala, but then I I think somebody said he lived in West Palm too. So I don't know, but whatever. I'm going Usti. He hasn't played here well in a couple of years. Um, why not, dude? Like I'm not taking Sanjay at 11. I know he's got great course history here. Um, I don't know. I just. I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather Usti in a, in <clears throat> in a tougher course where pars are good and there are landmines everywhere. I feel like Sanjay. The reason why he's a knucklehead is because he finds all the fucking landmines, man. Like he finds the blow up holes. Um, and then I'm gonna fade Burger just for his back, man. Like I don't know. It, it it seems a little suspect, right? I mean, it does. I mean, he's had a couple weeks off. Um, I don't know. I I think. Because I think we tried to play that game of Phoenix where, all yeah. right, maybe it's not that bad. He had a week off. It'll be fine. It, it, it was bad. I don't know. I might just leave it, especially because like like an outright Marcus, he's under 20 to one. He's over yeah. $10,000 here and he's popular. I think right. That's, that's why that's what that's why that's why it's just a fade for me. I hate that. So I, like I said uh, before we came on, like I just I, I can't see the top of the board real well. Like I don't know where I want to go. Like yeah. I, I understand wanting to play. I could see playing. Literally all of these guys. Burger's my least favorite just because of the in, in, injury concern, but yeah, man. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, I, I think you made a good case for Louie. I agree. He's really popular, but I listen, there, there's I have really nothing else to add about Louie. Just like I think a lot of people are going to talk about Louie. I have basically have the same comments. I, I think the guy I want to talk about is because no one seems to be playing Brooks this week. Yeah. And look, what happened last week, if you're punishing him for that, you should have seen it coming. I gave you the quote. He doesn't sure. like Kikuni grass. Very true. And what exactly? Like, I remember watching, I think on the 18th hole, he was right in the middle of the fairway. He had a wedge, real easy shot. 
And well, it's not an easy shot, but it just it's it's you're, you got a wedge in the fairway. You should be able to hit the green, put it close. And he left it 20 feet short and spun off the green. And I looked right there. I'm like, oh, that's the Kikuchi he grabs. He hit that a couple moves too high and it spun on him. It floated. It rolled off. And now we get him back on Bermuda. We get him on a hard golf course, a golf course where he's finished second before here. And he just contended two weeks ago. Yep. Like, unfortunately, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping they, the books would do what they did with Spieth last week. Like, that started out great. It didn't end so well. But, you know, it was for 36 holes a good call. Like, I was hoping they would be like, all right, maybe 30 to one Brooks. Like, yeah, no one's going to play it. And they didn't do that. But nope. for DraftKings, I think there might be an opportunity to maybe use him as a pivot play. I think he's going to show well this week. I could see him finishing like TA, T7 at really low ownership. And this is also a tournament, too, where you're going to see some chalk just go completely kablooey. <laughs> exactly. And you just got to make sure you're on the right one. And, you know, it could be any one of these guys. And maybe Brooks is the one that ends up surprising out of all of them. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like he doesn't. I'll say this and he's going to go out and have a snowman on the second hole. But like, I feel like he doesn't have like blow up holes. I can. There's a lot of water. I mean, anyone can. Anybody can have anybody in blow hole here when there's so right. much water at this golf course. It's doubles and play everywhere. And I, I guess my fate is. I guess it's Sung Jay. Like, again, I'm kind of picking nits in this range. If I have to pick a nit, he hasn't been hitting his irons all that great over his last three tournaments. And, like, you kind of notice with this this tournament where, like, you can look at course history, but it's not consistent. Like, I know Ricky Fowler, I think he went win, cut, second, cut over right. four tournaments. Like, that's what happens here. Like, yeah. I think Keith Mitchell got cut the year before, and then he won. Like, yep. JT's missed some cuts here, and then, like, he's he mixed in a win. Like, I just think Sungjae, I just have a gut feeling, like, even though everything looks good on paper and the course history is great, like, this is just going to be kind of just a kablooey week for him. And and at $11,000, when he's got, you know, 22% ownership and he's 14 to 1, and, on a, you know, and at a golf course where landmines are everywhere, I'm just, I'm not going to play him pretty much anywhere. Like it. Love it. All right, well, I moved on to the $9,000 range. Uh, so we got Tommy Fleetwood, $9,900. Bill is $9,600. I know, you love your boy. Uh, Shane Lowry, $9,400. Alex Nori, $9,300. Matthew Wolf, $9,200. Keith Mitchell, $9,100. And Matt Jones, $9,000. So Matt Jones. Yeah, so so we're going to go one guy we like, one guy we're fading. So how come there's no ownership on Alex Noren this week? I understand like he didn't play all that great Riviera, but he hit the ball fine. He just contended at TBC Scottsdale. He's got a decent course history here. And one of the things I like about him at this golf course is like, so PJ National kind of reminds me of like golf national over in France, like penal with arrow. Where they had the Ryder Cup? Yeah, it's where they had the Ryder Cup. They have the French Open there. So he's won that tournament. He finished top 10 there twice. He played well at the Ryder Cup over there. That's that's golf is narrow penal. It takes the driver out of your hand. Right. And I think that's why you see a lot of European guys do really well this golf course because it kind of values a lot of the same things like keeping the ball in play, hitting your intermediate irons, you're not hitting driver a whole lot. You, know, you got to have you know pretty good scrambling, keep the ball out of trouble. I like him a lot this week at 10% ownership. Uh, okay. And then I think then my fade here is I mean. The only reason why Matt Jones is up here is because he won last year and he played well last week. And I just I, I don't think Matt Jones has it in him to repeat. And I think there's a lot of guys that can find the same as Matt Jones, fifteen hundred dollars less. So okay. that's I mean, I, I know he's not all that popular, but I just this is just he should he doesn't really belong up here. So that's my fade. All right. So, well, I mean, I like Matt Jones because of well, you his, all well, because he was kind to you last of year. Of course. Of course. But. 
He's he's also he's also sub ten percent. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about him. He won here literally last year. I don't think he's gonna go out and win again. But he's played relatively well. He got what uh, top fifteen, top twenty at, at Genesis last week. Um, played well at whatever the century was. Like he what he he would have set the scoring record if it wasn't for you know the other two guys. Like I mean I don't know man. I feel like he's coming in really good form. Um, he obviously likes his golf course, and if it's gonna be low scoring again. Like, why won't I take fucking Matt Jones at, at, at sub 10%? Like, Keith Mitchell deserves to be more than twice owned at 9,100? No, absolutely not. Can, like, can, I can, I, can I pause you real quick? Sure, let's, get, let's give the devil's advocate view on Matt Jones. Sure, so let's sure. look at some of his best performances over last year. So back at the 2020 Bermuda, he finished T4. Next week, 63rd. Uh, he finished – he won the Honda Classic. A month later, finished T26 of the Masters. All right, fine. That will give you that. That's a good performance. Uh, he finished third at the Century Tournament of Champions this year. Got cut the next oh, week. So now he's right. T15. Not a great track record of following up a really good performance with a really – like he finals up a really bad one. That's that's all I'm saying. I think no, that's, that's, fair. That's, no, that's fair. That's my worry here, and that's and he's only up here because of the price, and he played well last week. I think just on merit, overall his body work, he doesn't belong. So we didn't talk about it, but I want your thought. What, think about what do you think about Matt Wolf? He's so low on man, and he's such he's such a good like he is priced with Alex Noren. Gun to your head, like the easier, better golfer is Matt Wolf. Easier, like hands down, not even close. Can I save talking about him till later? Sure. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I just wanted all your right. thought on him. That's all. Okay. Um, uh, all right. High high level. Yeah. I like him more than most. Okay. <laughs> better than most. Better than most. Um. All right. And I'm fading fucking Fleetwood because. Of course you are. Staying on brand. Don't care. (laughs) That's fine. Like, but you can make a case for a type of guy like him doing. Okay, a type of guy like him doing well. What? What? Like a a euro? A euro doing well here? Fine. A top. Well, he has. He has two top fives here. Yeah, I know. He has done well, including choking away the 2020 Honda Classic and true Tommy Fleetwood style that must have made you giggle with delight. That was before this podcast, by the way, before we were even. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was before you even first broached me about even doing this thing. (laughs) That's right. It was was pre-COVID. Yeah, that's right. I fucking – what it was is I I just – everybody loved him in the DFS space, and I would keep going to him. I'm like, this fucking guy can't finish. Why does everybody love this dude so much? Well, he's had a lot of – Start since then has proven you right, sir. That's oh, why I'm not really going too hard on Tommy that, Fleetwood this week. Because kind of, kind of, I don't want you to really bully me. All right. So, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. That so, was no, ser- seriously. I was like, maybe I should go Tommy <laughs> Fleetwood, and I heard in your head just you calling me a clown and a schmuck for going with Fleetwood. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. That was the first. That was the first time I bullied you. I think yeah, it was yeah. Fleetwood. <laughs> it might, it might have been. So yeah, we're we were playing all nice and cute, and then I picked Tommy Fleetwood, and you just <laughs> you turned, yeah, exactly, you just turned on me. So. Uh, All right, uh, why don't we take a break, and then we'll uh, keep breaking down the retiers. All right, listen, did you guys know that your browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish, the VPN, to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet, encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even if your physical, even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. So 
Uh, IP Vantage is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, and everybody likes free. Um, so IP Vanish, super easy to use. Like I said, if I can use it, you guys can use it. Uh, all you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot. So go to ivbanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right, eight thousand dollar range. Capper, why don't you give me two guys you like and one guy you don't? All right, so I love Vegas. Right, he's my guy anyway. I hate how chalky he is, but he has really good course history here. This is the type of tournament that he typically excels in. He's long off the tee. He can get it done. He's been playing decent enough golf um, where I can justify it. I don't love the ownership, but. Yeah, I like Vegas. I like Vegas in this. And so I will. I, I wanted to play Gary Woodland, but I knew you would have yelled at me, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> he's my Tommy Fleetwood. I know, I know. So that's why you're gonna yell at me later. It's fine. Um, and so, and so then, so I decided, dude, Cam Young, right? Dude, the guy should. The guy looked like he was gonna melt. Am I wrong or right? And he didn't melt. He didn't. I mean, he took him chipping from 50 yards. And it it doesn't matter. He penalty. didn't. He didn't melt. He man. didn't. He played very well. I will give you that. He played. Listen, I like I had no I was like, this guy's going to shoot plus fucking six today. And he went out. He grinded a little bit. He faced some adversity. Man, make a three foot fucking putt, though, for the love of Christ. Right. Like, but listen, eighty six hundred dollars just played really well last week. He's only 11% old. Like, I don't know. Maybe a young guy like that can can use a situation like this in a field like this. Like, I'd rather play him than fucking Brian Hammond at 10%. So, yeah, I like Cam Young this week. I'm going to go back to it just because I think hey, maybe this would help them build a little bit. He didn't melt. If he melted, no way, right? Like, he broke him. But he didn't melt. He probably was like, damn, if I could have only done this or that, I'm going to go out this week and do it. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I, I got a good feeling about it. Okay, I, I I think you're making a mistake on that one, but fine. Okay. It's, your, it's 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 your life. Um, <laughs> so I it's actually I would play a 10% Brian Harmon over Cam Young. So listen, like Brian Harmon's given me a lot of what I'm looking for in this place. Boring, consistent golf where he's going to keep in the fairway. He's starting to hit his irons a little better lately too. He scrambles very well and he puts pretty well in Bermuda. You know his course history here is a little up and down. I think he's got like a top 15 finish recently though. So I like him, and I also like Johnny Vegas. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to talk. I'm going to save that conversation more till later. But I agree with everything you say. I, I think the the only thing I want to add with him is we're kind of on a run about like looking at guys that look really great with a ball strike, but just like can they make any putts? And but Luke List, Tory Pines. There you go. Yeah, they're making some putts. And Vegas Tom, is a much better putter than Luke. Well, you know, Tom Hoagie at Pebble. Finally yeah. made some putts. Joaquin Neiman, can he putt on Poa? Well, he could putt on Poa Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Couldn't really make a putt on Sunday, but hey, it didn't really matter. Didn't matter. At that point. <laughs> yeah, so I like Vegas. I think we're just on kind of a run. And like I'm looking at the weather forecast, too, and it like there's going to be some wind, but it doesn't seem like as crazy wind as we've kind of seen here. Like, And I know it's kind of last week at a benign Riviera where – like the guys with who are a little dicey with their short game and putting just because they were such good ball strikers, like a Morikawa and Hovland. I'm not putting Vegas in that category, but like 
that's his main like kryptonite yeah, area. Absolutely. And I think he can have an edge if the if the weather conditions aren't quite as severe. Then he's staying out of the trouble where other guys are not. Then his ball strike actually can separate from the field. Okay. Uh, and then my fate is Gary Woodland. I'm just going to keep riding this till it dies. I, I am going to be wrong eventually about Gary Woodland, but the yeah. last three times you might you might not be, bro. You the last three times we have come on this podcast and you have like Gary Woodland because this is a Gary Woodland golf course. Here we go. And I'm like, no, this is it's this is a rumor. This is a myth at this point. He has not been the same since that hip injury. And I'm telling you, I know you gave me pushback, but he's 38 with a hip injury. I know. And I know he's making he's missing cuts on the numbers. I know there's a little something there the with flash. him. There's, there's, there was always a little flash. Just to the flash was the CJ Cup at the summit, kind of like a Ricky Fowler, by the way. That was yeah. the flash, and he hasn't That's really done true. anything much since. And I just, I don't want to keep. He's improved it for me at this point, and yeah. I'm just going to keep passing. Yeah, I, listen, I mean, I can't fault you for that. I can't. I just, it, it was one of my preseason takes, and you know, I'm just, uh, I'm taking it. Okay. <laughs> you, are. you are you are take box. I'm just take I'm just take committed. That's it. Uh I mean like so anything else in this range? Like uh do you want me to try and make the case for Patrick Reed, the alternative? No. Fine, no, go ahead. ahead. I want to okay. hear it. Fine. All right. So this is what I know about PJ National. You don't have to hit driver a whole lot here. Right. And what's the one club in the bag that just Patrick Reed just I don't even know why he's using it. It's a garbage club. He's using the PXG driver. Yeah, and it's not even the really expensive one. It's the cheap one that's two hundred fifty bucks. That like no way. They're is just trying. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the discounted one that they're just trying to get like off the. Why mark. is he using that? I don't even know why, but he's using that one. It's two hundred fifty dollars for a driver. The problem is for PXG, like their irons are actually really good. Like that's why like Kokrak he uses the PXG irons, yeah. but he uses I think a tailor-made driver. Reed's using the PXG driver. It's terrible. But he doesn't use PXG anywhere else in the bag. He's got tailor-made fairway woods and, and uh, hybrids. I think he's got like Grindworks. Uh, it's a customized um, iron set. So if you want to make the case for Patrick Reed this week, it's going to be really tough conditions. Guys are going to be missing a whole lot of greens. Guys are going to try to get up and down for par. Like he still is looking good in those categories. If he can keep the driver in the bag and hit the irons really well this week, then I think he's got a shot and like he's got an okay course history here and he's pretty good on some demanding golf course. The problem though is that I tried to find just a little something with the ball string with the irons and you literally can't find it. Like I was hoping to go to Riviera and be like, all right, maybe he lost, he lost like strokes. Like I was like, maybe he lost like three strokes off the tee and like his irons are like one good day, one bad day. And now there's just nothing to go to, but he's what? 2% owned. I don't care. I, that's, a, I, that's an outright. You do not put him in your pocket. Like, and it's also a case of like, if he was maybe like, I'd have to go look at the shot link data, but like maybe he was just putting himself in just such bad, hopeless positions off the tee that like he had absolutely no shot to hit a good like pro shot that would have like actually gained strokes. I don't know. I have to go look. I'm grasping for straws maybe. at this point. I am trying to convince the jury over here to, you know, acquit no. my client. No, I would, I would, I would not, not. I would not. I would not acquit your client. Right. That's is. the that is the best argument I can make for Patrick. I, and look, and that is that was a valiant effort. But I can read your face that you don't even believe. I I can't. If there was something <laughs> with the irons, I could get behind it. Kind of like what we did with Adam Scott last year. We we're yeah. trying to buy into that narrative. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I mean, look at his fucking numbers, dude. Not even just off the tee. Approach. He lost three and a half. 1.8. One. 
fucking ugh, tea to green, fucking just red, 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 red everywhere. Holy fuck, the CJ cup. Holy shit. Dude. Remember when <laughs> Bubble Watson played the Volvix for a year? Yeah. And he yeah, just yeah. awful. And then he went back to tie, uh, Pro V ones. He was fine. I got a feeling maybe this is that type of year for Patrick Reed. Just, I, feel like Patrick, I feel like Patrick Reed is fine with the bad play and the fat paycheck. I don't know. You know what? He actually might go play Saudi Arabia at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you see, he, he was the one taking pictures with the school kids and shit, wasn't he? Yeah. A couple years ago. Yep, exactly. You know, they what's, really what's, his, what's his wife's name? Janine? Yeah. Janine, yeah. Janine yeah. All, all, all the kids were clapping for him as the Saudi army was pointing guns to, at him saying, like, yeah, you got to do that. So gross, dude. Like, it, it's, it, it's that, so we're not. We're, we already did our Saudi speech. It's, it's fucking gross, though. We'll and talk any, about it again in two years when they come back. All right. <laughs> Let's move down to $7,000 range. So let's go over a couple guys I like. I think there's a lot of interest about Nikolai Hoygaard this week. because I was going to ask you about him. Okay. All right. So I think you're going to like what I'm going to say. Okay. Because does he, I break, think every, does he break clubs? I have no idea. But the comp I give for him is Luke List. Oh, so okay. big bomber off the tee. So on the European Tour, last year he averaged 315 off the box. and for like euro? Yeah, on four and in four terms this year, it's like three thirty. But now they've been playing what? like they, they've been playing golf course where it's not a fair representation. But he is a huge hitter off the tee. Okay. And he's gaining a ton of strokes his iron. Great ball striker. He over his last twelve rounds, he's gained like 0.75 strokes per round with his irons. He's gained over a stroke per round off the tee. Uh kid's a stud. He hits the hell out of the ball. Okay. Uh, he's okay around the greens. Now on paper. Awful putter. So here's the problem with some of the European tour data that you get from data golf is it's not the true number. It's adjusted the field strain. So if you do something really, really, really good, it doesn't quite reflect how well right. you're doing, which is actually encouraging. I'm seeing really good ball striking numbers because he's playing against kind of jabronis. But if you do something really, really, really poorly, it's going to – punish you more because you're playing against really bad guys. For example, last tournament, they estimated adjusted the field strength. Nikolai Hoygaard lost 10 strokes putting across two rounds. Now that's not the real number. I'm sorry. What? That's not the real number, (laughs) but adjusted to the garbage Dubai opposite field to the Saudi event. it, It was a really bad putting performance. Now that's why I call him Luke list because what's the one thing Luke list can't do. He can't putt. But everything else looks okay, and there is a blueprint of guys like that, Team No Putt, who are pretty long that, you know, can hit a driving iron out there and get it out there and they just hit their irons really good. And, you know, they're just, you know, even like he's actually a pretty good bunker player for, you know, his European Tour stand stage percentage is actually not bad. Okay. You know, for if you want to take a shot in DFS, he's going to be low owned, maybe a positional prop. I don't think oh. he's actually going to win this thing. Oh, I'm, I was as you're talking, I pulled up okay. props for this guy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, don't go overboard. But if I could give a player comp, it would when be- have you ever known me to go overboard, Steve? When uh, have you ever known me to do that? Uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to a couple other players. You All know, right, well, I, like so, I like Chris Kirk this week. We'll talk about him a little later, but. You know, a guy that's right the same price as him that is kind of doing similar things as Chris is Brendan Todd. Yeah. Now he's been hitting the ball, you know, a little better lately. He's been hitting his irons pretty good. I think he's got he had a top twenty finish at Pebble. I think he had a top forty finish at 
I forget where. Um, was it Phoenix? It might have been Phoenix. Phoenix, but, yeah. Yeah, so he's been his irons really good. He's a great scrambler, good putter on Bermuda, too. And he's just one of those guys that keeps the ball in play. Like, I can see him doing, like, a Michael Thompson impression. He won this turn back in 2013 doing that same exact thing. Why can't Brendan Todd do that? He's actually hitting the irons pretty good. And, like, like, like Brendan Todd kind of reminds me of, like, that Matt Jones type of, like, you know, they're different types of players, but yeah, they're veterans. They've won before. The they're grind. good PGA Tour players. Right. And I could see him just having like a really good week and pun lights out and doing really well. So I like Brendan Todd this week. Right. You know, right. same thing with kind of Lucas Glover. Like, I understand like the ball striking numbers are just like like everybody's going to glom on to him. But he's been good here. And I know he's going to be pretty consistent tee to green. I don't mind him. Uh, if you want to go to Garrick Higo, he played a little better at Phoenix, and that's a guy who runs really hot and cold. Like his yeah. one PG Tour win came on Bermuda. Um, was, it think, con- was it concept? Was not it was uh, uh, no, it was um, uh, Congaree. There was yeah, it was, that, it was a Florida swing. Yep. No, that's South Carolina, sir. Oh damn it, Carolina. Right. That's okay. Right. Um, he's also the king of the Canary Islands, which holds a special place in my heart. I've been to Canary Islands; it's great, <laughs> and those are. Uh, well, they're past Palm Greens, but this is Bermuda rough. So, you know, again, some success in Bermuda. No. But, like, that's another guy that could do, like, a Keith Mitchell impression where yeah, he's just as long. If he finds some form of the irons and can putt really well, that, that works out, too. Love it. Um, and then Taylor Pendrith, 7200 bucks. Like, I kind of like him this week. Again, another guy that might be able to do, like, a Keith Mitchell impression where, you know, long off the box – you know, last week it didn't go so well for him at Riviera, but it sometimes for rookies it can go really bad there. It's not yeah. an track. It's a tough course. But before that, he was really good at Tory. He was yeah. pretty good at Pebble. Like he he didn't putt all that great there, but he hit the ball okay. And you know, remember that Bermuda Championship? Your boy Lucas Herbert, he won, which I'm probably gonna guess you're probably gonna use him in DFS this week. Anyways, <laughs> well Taylor Pendrith probably should have won that tournament. He had probably a five-stroke should've. lead, I think, at one point. And that had really crappy weather conditions. It was windy. Guys were missing greens. And he did pretty well there. He bought pretty well on Bermuda. I kind of like him this week. Okay. I like right. it. So what's, what's funny is, so I, I don't have a Herbert in, uh, or the ear, uh, in DFS. Uh, but we can talk about him later. Uh, just because he's so, it's, he's so bad with the driver. He's so bad. But he's, but he's long. I know. I well, know. But, that, but that's the thing. You're not going to be hitting driver a whole lot. You can keep that in the bag. I know. I know. Listen, listen he, he was definitely in consideration for me. Okay. Uh, I, I played him another way for, as of right now. Um, but I wrote down the Todd father, and I'm not even going to. How do you say it? Hoygard. H O J G A A R D. He's easy to spot in the, in the lineups. It's the one that looks. Who is that dude? Who's that dude back in the day who was who beat Tyga? Uh, L- Lucas Beerguard. Beerguard. Yeah, right. they're both they're both uh, Danish guys. Right. Okay. Yeah. The cousins or anything? Probably. Right. No, I don't know. They just sh- share the silent J. Gotcha. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, so I'm on Vegas, man. Or Vegas. Um, <laughs> he's my he's my boy. Listen, you can shake your head all you want. He's made the last three cuts. He's got a good course history here. He's only seventy three hundred dollars, and he's only three percent off. I don't think he's gonna go out and win this fucking thing, but. He likes the course. He's made the past three cuts. Why not? A low owned dude, 7K, differentiate a little bit uh, over an Aaron Rye who is five, almost five times more owned. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's a good pivot play. Um, and then um, I'm with you uh, with Hago. Um, what do you think about Swafford? Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's, you know, he's a longer hitter. He's, yeah. been hitting his iron's pretty good. 
Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, his course history here sucks, but I know that's, that's, that's but it's, it's it's so up and down here with this place. Like Brendan Todd's history sucks, but he hasn't played her since like 2016. So yeah, like, I don't really know what to make of that. Dude, I can't I can't play a course for like three months. I can't remember what fucking hole I'm going to. Never yeah. mind. Fucking six it's um, that's that's fine. Okay. And, and so I mean, so I was debating between uh, Thompson and Kirk, uh, but you like you like Kirk better than Thompson. Yeah, Thompson's kind of hit a wall lately. I think he's missed the last two cuts. Things have kind of like gone off the rails for him a little bit. Okay. But I can see a turnaround. I mean, his 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 short term stuff's like the numbers still look okay, but like that's that's from like four tournaments ago. Like yep. the last two hasn't gone all that great. Yeah. Um. Anything for Ricky this week? Fuck no, never Ricky for me. Never. He's been hitting I the like ball. Zach. He's been hitting like the Zach. ball better. I like Zach Johnson this week. You know, I kind of like Zach Johnson this week too. Seventy-two hundred bucks. Guy's been making a lot of cuts, and yep. this is kind of just a this is a Zach Johnson course. And, yep, this is a Zach Johnson course if there ever was one. He was, th- my, he's li- the first round leader's not out yet on either of my sites, but he's going to be my first first round leader bet. I got a feeling he's gonna be a positional prop for me this week. Yeah, I love I love ZJ this week. This seems just like it. I feel like being the what was he like the co not the co captain but like the one of the coaches on the Ryder Cup team. I feel like it's kind of reinvigorated him a little bit. Yeah, and this was a former Ryder Cup venue as well, so mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he'll get some patriotic feelings. I like it. I'm telling you, I, 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 sneaky ZJ this week. Sneaky. I'm never. I am never on this guy. So that's probably bad for ZJ. You don't. You're never really on him. So, <laughs> all right. Why don't we take another break and then we'll uh, close out the uh, price range. All right. Well, listen. Stable dude. Listen. This is never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, the daily fantasy style app where you can play for free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard with as much as 15K with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. So get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you and play against our stables. Uh, You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Uh, Download the StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in the stable, and we will see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. All right. Dumpster diving time, and this is really dumpster diving. Yo, bro, this is gross. All right. Just rip off the name. So you like down here. So, but it's funny. So it was, I didn't pull up the ownership until literally like right before we came on. Uh, Cause it's Monday night. It doesn't matter. Um, so I had Smotherman, right. Who's apparently chalky, right. He's yeah. a, he's a, but he's a pretty decent form for a 6,900, like whatever. Made the last two cups, played okay at the RSM, like, whatever. It, okay. It, can I pause you right now? Absolutely. Please. Okay. Please. please so do. look, I admit the ball striking numbers look awesome with him. You were caught in the Austin Acro trap for a little bit. Oh, and that's basically a lot of the same reasons you're giving. Really good off the tee, really good at the irons. If we just scramble and putt, then maybe things will be okay. And it wasn't. It was never okay. It was never okay. And that's kind of what Austin Smotherman, that's what he is. Like, okay. he's terrible around the green, terrible putt. Like, listen. I there are some things to like about him because he has some length and is he's been hitting his irons really good. I will grant you that, but I don't know. Like if you talk about a guy who can't get up and down from a bunker, that's that's him. That's him. Yeah, yeah. his sand state percentage this year is thirty six percent. That's not good. 
Dude, I, I texted you last round of golf I played. Like, I wish I had the confidence in every single one of my clubs. Like, I did my fucking 56 Vokey coming out of the sand. Like, I will get in there and it's literally like I hope to get in a bunker. Like, if I'm going to miss the green, please, God, put me in a bunker because that's the only shot I can hit around the green. I love fucking playing from the sand. Love well, it. you know what you should do? You should follow Austin Smotherman around at the players. And when he ends Give up with a tips. bunker, he'd be like, hey, listen, to, hey. Hey, pick me, pick me. I'll hit that for you. Yeah, because I'm sure you can be a you're a better bunker player than a professional tour player. So yeah. Listen, I am pretty fucking good at them. You saw remember when we played in North Carolina. Remember, I was off the I was off the entire green, literally like with waves lapping up to it, and I put the sand I put the sand shot within what like fucking like three feet. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to figure out why I was shanking the ball all the time. Oh, you yeah. cocksucker, dude! Yeah. That was a fucking brilliant shot. Tommy even took a picture. It was fucking beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I was a little distraught that day. All right, continue. I hate you. I don't want to continue anymore. We're done. We're, we're done. Not, we're not done. Continue <laughs> picking your losers down here. That's right. Fine. Uh, why not? Well, so I know you said Gim didn't play good last week, but whatever, 2.8%. Like, it's Doug Gim. Like, uh, whatever, I'll keep playing him. Um, and then Harry Higgs. Like, obviously, everybody loves him for social and things like that. But he's been playing decent golf for this price. Like, fine. Give, give me some Harry Higgs. I, dude, I can't get below that. I can't. What about your boy JT Poston? No, man, he fucking got caught again last week. I, like I can't. I gotta swear him <laughs> off, man. All right, fine. I think I think Chris, I, I don't know if it was Chris Fox or or somebody in the Slack channel or on Twitter was like, "Can we be done with this guy, please?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done." Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I'm done hearing about JT Poston. I never really want to hear about that guy again. All right. So, I mean, look, you're really grasping for straws down here. I mean, if you want to go for a guy with some good course history, who's going to keep the ball in play, who's hitting his irons. Okay. Relative to this range, I guess you can go Kramer Hickok. You know, yeah. I like Hickok, man. Yeah. I mean, I always got a soft spot for Mark Hubbard. Um, Seems like that's a guy who is short, but keeps the ball in play. Mm -hmm. Hits his irons pretty well. Um, Decent scrambler. Good putter, too. Doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys. I like him. Ryan Armour is actually the guy I really like. And this is actually going to be a lean I'm going to talk about a little more Okay. Uh, when we talk about winners. There is a little bit of a crossover between guys who do well at TBC Twin Cities, which I will get to in a little bit why that is. Okay. Here. And Ryan Armour played very well at TBC Twin Cities last uh, year. You know, now I know his course history isn't all that great overall, but he's got a T12 here, I think, in – in one of his last three starts at the Honda. So I know he's got some upside here. That's another guy who if you want a boring golfer. Who's going to hit a whole lot of fairways. He's in his irons really good lately too. You know, he's gained about 0.6 strokes per round in the last 12 rounds. He's been hitting those intermediate irons really good as well over the last three years. He's good putter on Bermuda. That's guy I like. And then, you know, I, I know you talked about Cameron Young. I, I think this is what I want to say about the rookies. I, I feel like we are going to be chasing these guys all year long because they're all really good. But like for, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was Hayden Buckley and he's gone sure. in the fall. It was Chad Ramey. Yep. Now he's kind of falling off the map. You know, a couple weeks ago, it was Sahit the gala. And then he went over to play Rivera. He was fine. He was fine. You know, now we're going to get him on some Bermuda golf course. We'll see how it goes. So I worry that Cameron Young's going to be the shiny new thing. And we're all going to be chasing our tails. And really what you should be doing is trying to find the, the next, next game. Yep. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, maybe you can even go back to a Hayden Buckley. He's 6,600 bucks. You know? Wait, now, wait, is he is he the long one who has no fucking short game? Uh, he is short game stuff isn't all that great, but his bunker works okay. 
Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, his iron numbers still look okay. Like, I know he's missed the cut, I think, in his last three or so. But these guys are going to be volatile. So we'll see. I mean, Dylan Wu's been okay. That's another guy who kind of pops a little bit with the irons. And, um, yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I mean, like, I just I just feel like maybe like Lee Hodges. That's a guy who played well at a penal golfers at, at, at uh, Amex. Okay. You know, ball in play. He hits his intermediate irons pretty well. He's a good scrambler. That okay. might be somewhere to go to. And he's sixty eight hundred right. bucks. All right, don't mind that. Yeah, so I don't I, mind I, that. I I think the play more is like. What about Gay? What about Brian Gay? This seems like a course fan. Is he playing the, he playing the color guard this week in the Champions no, Tour? He's playing here, isn't he? He's playing here. He's fifty. Yeah. He was on the Champions Tour last week. He's not gonna do anything. He goes like back and forth. Oh, he is in the field. Yeah. No, I don't want him. No, okay. No. All right. It was somebody who just kind of jumped out at I me a little bit. I get, I get it. I totally understand, but. No, I like I think that's more the route you guys should go to when like, you know, these rookies are like, I don't know, like a Steven Yeager. He's been playing like garbage, but all he does is just putt and scramble like that's kind of a poor man's Mackenzie Hughes at this place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, like like try and think outside the box instead of just like saying just going after the shiny new toy. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, I wasn't going to go after the shiny new toy until I thought he showed a little bit of stones on fucking Sunday. And I, you don't I, and you don't see that a lot, man. You really don't. And I think that I think that shouldn't be discounted. I get it. I think he is a good player, but I think all these guys are really good players. I think there's a lot of talent in this field. Yeah, so but, group I, of rookies. but so that's what I mean by like like the stones. Like he showed stones. Like yeah, I I think I think he's got to keep in mind these guys are rookies. Yeah, they're gonna be really up and down. Right, and then that's fine. But like, so you don't see a lot of rookies show. Like I felt like he was in a pressure pack situation. It could have went sideways how many times? How many okay. times all could right, that right. turn? Time, time, time out, time out. Let's just call a spade a spade. He's one of your boys. He's in your crew right now. You have a soft spot for this guy now. Maybe I had no money. Yeah, on that, no you, you are you are defending this guy like you're a soccer mom, and <laughs> he just got taken out by the coach, and you're wondering why he's getting played over, you know, behind Billy. Maybe, dude. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching him play on Sunday. I really sure. did. I did. I listen. I enjoyed it. Like, and I had I had no skin in the game. I had Morikawa at that stupid number thirty to one, and when he chipped in, I was very excited. And then it just didn't work out. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Like, I, listen. I enjoyed watching him play because I was like, oh, this dude's gonna melt after this. Oh, he's gonna melt after this, and he just never melted. Like, I don't know. I respect it. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. So, what are you burning on? You got anything you bring in the show there? Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Fine. Uh, how about the fucking MLB? Like, I know this is a golf podcast, but you want to talk about. Like the most tone deaf, out of touch fucking league. Like I complain about the PGA. They now we have the partner with uh, ESPN Plus. We are getting great fucking coverage. They're finally like doing somewhat what we ask. Meanwhile, you got these fucking morons, the billionaires versus the millionaires, talking about player arbitration time and how long it takes them to become a free agent. There's no salary cap. We're not going to have a fucking spring training. Like, they screwed up COVID. Thank you, by the way, because golf got to be the number one sport during that. Like, but this is a sport that I love, man. Like, I love baseball. Like, it was my first love. You know what I mean? Like, growing up, fucking playing ball, going out in match, my hands hurt, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, hitting an inside fastball because it was fucking 15 degrees and still snow on the ground. Fenway was my first church. Like, I fucking love baseball. And these fucking assholes are going to let the sport die. 
They're going to let it die. The games don't start until 7, 8 o'clock at night. Any of the World Series shit don't start until fucking until 8 or later. Any of the East Coast kids that you could possibly get to like the game fucking aren't going to watch it. They're arguing over stupid shit that makes no fucking – not real labor issues that like really – like like – it's not a real labor issue. You're just being greedy pricks. Like I'm fine with like unions fighting for labor issues, but both sides are just being fucking obtuse and ugh, it's so fucking frustrating to watch from the outside. I love baseball. I love to drive down to Fort Myers every year to go watch my Red Sox and spring training. I love fucking Fenway. I love everything about baseball. It's aquarium shit in the background throughout the whole summer. It's always on my fucking TV. Always. Always. And these fucking assholes are going to – Fuck it up. The, the whole, this, my kids' generation, any one of them, I got 18 to fucking six. None of them like baseball. Not a one. Because it's, they think it's slow. Fucking, there's 9,000 pitching changes a game. Like, it, it's fucking four and a half hours for a game. And you guys are worried about arbitration issues. How about a pitch clock? How about fucking, how about you have to see a certain amount of players? Like, uh, how about putting day games on so kids will like it? So this game will continue to go on. If not, it's dead. And I can't believe they're risking another fucking lockout. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. It's, it's fucking maddening. Dude. Yeah, so. I mean, look, like I we've had this conversation on this podcast before and you kind of read me out for it. But <laughs> I'm a fallen baseball fan. Like, I, just, I get it. I, I mean, how can I fault I, you? I, I, I loved baseball as a kid in like early 20s, stuff like that. Like, as I've gotten older and like I've kind of become a lot more serious about golf, like I just I only have room for like so many sports in my life. Like, I love football. I love college basketball. I love golf. Yep. Like, and just like with baseball, it just, you're right. It moves to the snail's pace. And it's for anyone living on the East coast, like it goes too late at night for, you know, world series games. And, you know, and you, if you're not in a market where like you have a professional team, like I'm from Rochester, like everybody's Yankees fans here, but like, it's Gross. not really our team. Like, right. You don't get the coverage for it. You don't feel like you're part of it. Like, like baseball is so regionalized now. It's not like a national it's, thing. It's, it's going to turn into hockey. Yeah, I, I think it already is hockey. Oh. I think it is. Like, like I, I, I can't I, – I don't know many people like my age. That like, if unless you live, like, in the city or anything like that or, like, you're just a diehard fan, like, like baseball is, like, number four or five, like, on priority list now. I know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just it, it makes my heart hurt, man. It really does. And like they're being so greedy. They had, like and I, they really did drop the ball during COVID. They could have fucked. They could easily become the only thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Only thing to watch. And they yeah. somehow fucked it up. And we were watching Korean Baseball League. We were betting on Korean baseball during COVID instead of the MLB. That was dark. That was dark times, man. Dark times. Dark yeah. Times. Yeah. That and uh like League of Legends, like oh, the computer, I, don't, the computer I don't even understand. Too. I didn't understand that shit. So I, I, I don't either. So fuck you, MLB. When, get when your you, shit together. You're you're more in touch with the stuff than I am. I, I've heard, I've seen like random stuff that comes out. Like when do you think they're actually going to come back and play? Because they, they, they will. They will. They'll figure it out. They need to. They need to figure it out the next seven seven to probably seven to ten days. If you want any type of spring training, we're going to be late, short. Like, but here's the thing, like. Do you even care? Like, like, uh, who gives a fuck? Like, they want their fucking gate. They want uh, it. Just, it's so frustrating to me. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if they don't start on time, it's not really. I'm not gonna notice. I know. Just, that that's that's, that's a problem. Re- that's really a big problem. That's a problem. That's a big yeah. problem. I, I guess. I mean, I was. I'm just gonna throw out a random date. May first, opening day. Oh God, how gross would that be? Oh yeah. my God. 
I bet I, I bet they're gonna. This is gonna bleed into. Fuck them all. John Henry can go fuck himself too. I I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> go right. buy Linda another pair of shoes. Go worry about your soccer team. Sell the fucking team, you scumbag. All right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Why don't we take one more break and we'll talk about outrights? Oh, all right. Hang on. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied the odds this season by reaching the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati betters fell one game short. Unless you were one of the smart betters. Who sold on PropSwap? PropSwappers made huge profits last week or two weeks ago when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets. Like Tim from Ohio who sold his $100 ticket for $1,500. And PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country. So you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So go hurry up and download the free app today. It's got fantastic features like uh, listing tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed so you stay in the know, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into bonus cash, and a first deposit match when you use promo code SGP. And PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So go join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. And the SGPN app is now live, as you guys know, in the app and Google Play store so listen it's the best app out there man you can tap into the feeds you get in all the contests go, go download it that way you click on it and, and find our stuff very easily don't forget to throw us a, a, a nice rate in review okay outrights you want me to go first or you want to go first but listen i don't know why anybody wants to listen to me about fucking outrights we just want to hear what your outrights are That's oh it. stop it back trust, back me, trust me th- this gravy train is going to come to an end listen, and it might listen. be at the honda this I'm, week i'm the monkey with the symbols okay that's what i do right. i'm the monkey with the symbols all right Let's go over my batting card there. I got six guys. It's kind of a balanced build. I got one guy up top. I got a couple guys in the middle, and I got some longer shots. So let's go. I was trying to make a decision about one of four guys, either Louis Sweezen, Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kapka, or Shane Lowry. I didn't go Fleetwood. Don't worry. I have too much scar tissue with that. (laughs) And again, I I went on any lack show night. You're going to be very happy with what I said about Tommy Fleetwood, okay? Just trust I me. I won't, lead, I won't lead you straight on that. <laughs> I can make a really good case for Louie this week, but I'm not – it just doesn't feel right to me. Okay. It doesn't. I, want, right. Shane, I want Shane Lowry 25-1 to 1 this week, and let me let me build the case for this. So here's the thing. Are the fans going to be mean, though? Are they going to be cheering be in the wrong way? Whatever. He kind of fed off that in the at Whistling Straits. It's all good. All right. Why don't we make a golf case instead of Bye. like your little stupid narrative take? All right. <laughs> so here's the thing. One of the benefits of not relying on like a fancy national to tell me exactly how to rank all these guys in a model is that I can actually put in the European tour data into stuff. And nice. if you're only looking at the PJ national stuff, like you're only seeing his most recent stuff is Houston or CJ Cup, pretty nondescript stuff. But like, He's been playing a lot of other golf since then, and it's actually been against real fields over the European Tour. So, for example, finished T4 over the Alfred Dunhill. That's basically the equivalent of, like, our 18 t Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Like, that's at St. Andrews, Carnoustie. <laughs> okay. T4 there. T9 at the DP World Championship. That had Morikawa more won that at Rory. Like, that's a real field. It finished T9. T12 at the Abu Dhabi Championship. Basically the same field as DP World Tour. He had Rory, Morikawa, all those guys that played well there. T14 at Saudi. I don't have all the data there. So, but what he's been doing lately is he's been hitting his irons really well, and he's been hitting it really well off the tee as well. He's always been a great scrambler. The problem with him is he hasn't been able to make a putt, which is kind of weird because he was actually putting pretty well towards the end of last year. And I have a lot of good uh, courses last year that were really penal that he did really well at. For example, he finished T11 at Liberty National. It had a lot of water. 
you know, had a lot of areas where like, yeah, there's a lot of room off the tee, but like if you're off it, it's a penalty stroke. Yep. T6 of Memorial, that's a fellow Jack Nicholas golf course. I understand it's not exactly the same type as this place, but that has kind of similar concepts where if you're out of position there, you can get really punished, you know. Shout out Bryson DeChambeau at the uh, 13th hole there. In his, uh, <laughs> his uh, I think there's a gravestone in the woods there. Uh, he had he was eighth at last year's TPC uh, uh, at Sawgrass for the players. He was T4 at Kiowa. A lot of these hard golf courses, he's really good at. He's got a really good U.S. Open track record. He's been good at the Open Championship. I, he's got solid but unspectacular history at the Honda, but this is one where it kind of goes up and down with it. I like Shane Lowry a lot okay. this week. He's been playing good 25 to 1. Five. We're going to round back to Alex Noren. I got him at 40 to 1. So I made mention earlier, it, this PJ National kind of reminds me a little bit of like golf National. Now, another reason I like him too is I, I saw there's a little bit of a crossover between guys who do well at TBC Twin Cities and here. And the reason why that it is because at TBC Twin Cities, there's a whole lot of water. A lot of water, <laughs> a lot of bunkers. Just well, like 10,000 lakes, of course. Oh, of course there is. It's just on a giant sod farm where, you know, all these man-made lakes that don't have any business being there are there. But he finished T3 at, at uh, that event. He finished T4 at Liberty National last fall. You know, and, and like I'm trying to target guys that I may mention on the previous show that just looking at how guys come in with their approach, like the long-term stuff. Yeah isn't the best predictive measure about how they do in the leaderboard. So I'm trying to target guys who've been coming in hot with their irons. Well, Norris been hitting his irons really good. He's gained a half a stroke per round with his irons over the last 12 rounds. He didn't play all that great last week at Riviera, but he hit his irons pretty well. Hit his irons great at Scottsdale. You know, I just, and he's been good here. I think he has a third place finish at this event. So I like him a lot this week. I what? think like he, and he's won a lot too. I think he has 10 European tour wins and they're actually like decent wins over there too. Okay. So, all right, now I'm going to make the Matthew Wolf case. Okay. I like Matthew Wolf a lot this week. He was actually the first bet I made. I saw him at 41, and I just bet it. Oh, did I get a better number than you? You might have got a better number than me. I never get a better number than you. You never get so a better excited. number. Never. All right, I well, never congratulations, you got a better number than me. So, all right, I, I've been making the same spiel about Matthew Wolf. I think I bet him at Torrey. I think I bet him at, like, Amex, too. So he should have won. He could have won three times last fall. Shriners, Houston Open, and Mayakobo. Let's talk about that Mayakobo, though. And you got me on this where he would just like that was a golf course where like, all right, we're going to take the driver out of his hands. And like, that's his biggest weapon. I don't like him. Well, he played great. And you were saying, like, you know, he's hitting that driving iron really well. He can do the exact same thing same here. Thing right he doesn't here. hit the driver here. Nope. Like, and, that, and that's why, like, you can look at, like, driving accuracy stats and everything like that. But, like, that only measures how you do with a driver. Like, it doesn't measure if they're hitting three woods or irons and everything. And Matthew Wolf, the plotter, actually exists, and I think he's actually pretty good, you know, and, and also not in the data. Like, I know he didn't play well at Torrey, he didn't play well at Amex, but he finished T6 at the Saudi, and those are really difficult conditions. Maybe he figured things out. You know, maybe he's actually back to being pretty good. And he won at TPC Twin Cities, a very penal golf course with a lot of water. I like I like Matthew Wolf this week. Love it. Um, I know he's chalky, but I'm just going to bet Johnny Vegas. I just like what I see on paper. Also in the re recent results for him is a T8 finishes Saudi. Played yep. very well there. Uh, he also had three runner-up finishes last year. Like, that's kind of like junior Louis Usweizen, just a guy who just couldn't get it done. I know it's a really worse place. But that was one of his second-place finishes with that TBC Twin City, so it was really close to knocking, knocking down the door. Yeah, and, he almost, dude, he almost took it down. He couldn't make a fucking pot. Right, exactly. But like and like what I mentioned earlier, we're kind of on a run of guys who – Hit the ball really good, can't make putts, but then they finally make putts that like a track they're good at. So yeah. maybe it'll be Vegas this week. 
Um, okay. And then a couple longer shots. I found a good number on Chris Kirk, 75 to one. I'm going back to him. He was in the mix last year at the Honda and just had a really bad Sunday. I think you remember no, that. I do. I yeah, do. But, you know, he was been hitting the ball pretty well tee to green since the Sony. He just wasn't really putting very well. He finally found his putting stroke at, at Scottsdale. He's coming back to Bermuda. He seems like he puts pretty well on there. And like, like I like the 75 to one price. I, I made mention about this as Brendan Todd. Like I didn't bet Brendan Todd a hundred to one, but I think he make the same argument. Like these are professional golfers, solid golfers with wins They're They can be patient. They can, they know what it takes to get it done. And it feels like a Matt Jones type kind of like we saw last year. So I like him. Okay. And then my longer shot, I was trying to look for a guy who can do like what a Keith Mitchell did. Like either he doesn't have a lot of course history or this is the first time, but he's long. Like he's just talented. Like, you know, people don't really know him yet, but like he can do some damage. I like Taylor Pendrith, 130 to one. And I don't know if he can actually, but I like the number. Okay. So he didn't play well last week at Genesis, but that's Riviera that can trip a lot of people up. Before that, he was actually pretty good. You know, he's pretty good at Pebble or, or he did the ball pretty well at Pebble. He's really good at Tory. Um, I've also seen a pretty big ceiling with him because he should have won the Bermuda Championship, and that was a kind of a difficult golf course. It played really difficult, so I know he can do it in these conditions, and I know he can actually put himself in the mix in a weaker field yep. in tough scoring conditions. He's been hitting his irons pretty well lately. He puts pretty well in Bermuda. I think that's a decent long shot, 130 to 1. like it. All right, so we're both on Vegas. I'm not going to expound on that. Both on Wolf. Don't have to expound on that. I got Kirk at 80, so that's two numbers that I have better than you. Wow. Okay, so we're on some similar guys then. And so instead of uh, in the short numbers, I went with Billy Hope. I know. I, I, I can't. I can't. I know. Do you don't like him. It's fine. It's, but here's the deal. He's been hanging around, always in contention. He played well overseas. He's a Florida guy. Decent course history here. I think it's – I got him at 24. I think he's at like 20 now. Um, but he was one of the first bets I made this, uh, was today Monday or yesterday Monday? What day is today? Today is Monday. Okay. So this morning, Jesus Christ. Um, so Billy Ho is my short guy. Um, and then my, my two longer shots are the ear. I got him at 90, right? Same thing you said, like, whatever, man, like I, I get it. I, I get all the negative things you said about it, but like, if it does get windy and he is long enough and if the driver doesn't penalize him, then fine, whatever. It's 90 to one. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I kept on a draft kings, Right. Um, and then, uh, Hey go. 125 to one. Why I don't not? mind that. I don't mind that play. I actually might add it if I can find something like that. Yeah. He's got, tw- he's got a big ceiling. Why not? Yeah. Why not? At 125 to one big ceiling, like been playing, playing. Okay. One on the Florida swing last year. Okay. I, I actually, I, I think uh, after the show, I'm going to add that I'll <laughs> find, I'll find a good number and I'll, I'll do it. There you, you go. you've, you've sold me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. That, that's who I got right now. So was that five? I don't know. I lost track. I got five. So I got Billy Ho, Vegas, Wolf, Kirk, and yeah, here you go. So that's, that's a responsible card, and it saves room to, sit, to fire bullets because probably half these guys are going to bomb gonna out. Be dead, dead, on, dead, on, dead on the yeah, first so day. we're going to fire bullets. <laughs> I, I think we both have structured our card pretty well to allow to fire at something over the weekend. I like it. I like it too, baby. All right, you got anything else? No, that's it. We'll uh, be back tomorrow to talk about props and matchups, which is going to be very interesting this week. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. Dude, listen, I, I last, haven't I haven't even looked yet. I, I'm afraid to look at what the match. So I look I looked I looked at some I looked at some. They're they're okay. So they're okay. There's some cute ones out there. And listen, last year this tournament was it probably was my best tournament of the year. Well, I yeah, I, you, you nailed Matt Jones twice. Actually, I remember <laughs> I went eight and no on Saturday with head to heads. And then we and then we and we crushed head to heads. That like, is true, bro. 
like this, this, this just might be our tournament. It might be. Does everyone, does everyone hear it? Yes. That came through my speaker. So (laughs) thank you for knocking wood on that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well then we'll uh, talk to you guys tomorrow. Yep. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Listen, go, uh, go read Steve's articles. Uh, He's going to have a second one out either tonight. Uh, Come find him on the Slack channel. You can find me on Twitter, Boston underscore capper. Uh, Come yell at me, do whatever you want. And uh, yeah, man, let's fucking break these books this week. Light them. (laughs) 